0: hi my beautiful people this is be shavery and i am here with your daily devotion we are on day 16 of our fast and i am so happy i'm so excited i feel the sense of calm i, I feel the sense of excitement i don't know it's just this burst of energy this burst in this shift i can feel it and it feels really really good um As I was doing my preparation for today's devotion, it it, it really is going to bless us in so many ways because I feel as though as we're on this journey and we've been navigating through the different stages, right? Even in 16 days, there've been a lot of changes. There've been a lot of things that have come up. Some of us have felt like there's not a lot of movement. There's not a lot of, um, results from the work that's being put in but I feel as though once we realized that it wasn't on our timing it's definitely God's timing but the beauty of it all is that there has been progress there's been progress when it comes to our perseverance there's been progress when it comes to our ability to overcome there's been perseverance when it has come there's been results from the perseverance that we have fought to sustain through it all right there's been a lot of obstacles that we entered this thing with right but the beauty of it all is that we still have everything that we came into this with we haven't lost right we haven't lost our sense of knowing that it's all going to work out for us even if we don't quite know how and I think that's the beauty of it all not knowing the how and not being in a space where you're expecting yourself to know the how. It doesn't need to make sense on a practical sense, right? But I also feel like it it also doesn't do us a lot of justice if we don't bear witness to the pain that could have been obtained or navigate or we're trying to navigate through while following course right while 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 remaining steadfast in the knowing of the purpose it still can be moments not everyone is on the same journey so not everyone is dealing with the sense of loss some people are just trying to find more stability in themselves and more clarity and and build a deeper relationship with God, whatever this particular journey is for you, it is very sacred, it is yours. But it, it is not lost upon me that a lot of people are also dealing with grief, they're dealing with pain, they're dealing with betrayal, they're dealing with this discomfort. And the reality is, as we're on this search, right, as we're on this path, or as we are praying our way through and fasting our way through and knowing God has you know it's all going to work out for our good there are still moments that we feel afflicted affliction is a part of the journey and it doesn't make knowing the purpose any easier It doesn't take away the pain. It doesn't take away the discomfort in the moment. It does not give us this immediate sense of of relief that we may need. Sometimes just hearing words alone. Sometimes what we need is to be acknowledged in the space that we're in. And not everyone is in the same space. Right. Not everyone handles things the same. Not everyone deals with things the same. Not everyone travels through life with the same type of luggage and that's okay so my journey here my purpose here me being a vessel here is to let you know that trust me we are all dealing with something true but not everyone's scale is the same and I want you to know that regardless to what weight you carry you're heard you're seen and you are not walking the path alone, even if part of the assignment requires you to. OK, this is something that we need to ask ourselves. And I, I was. You know, it's very interesting. Let's let's think of how people deal with the. Um, all the layoffs that are happening right now was on linkedin and i was scrolling through and i was looking and i saw where some people were just really like you know have this optimistic faith right oh this is an opportunity to sit with yourself and get yourself together and, and and figure out what you want and figure out what you need and they had this very optimistic approach which is genuinely where i am in the middle right i try to to remain consciously aware That it's deeper than the physical, but I also am also physically aware that I'm a human being and sometimes things get a little scary and it does make you feel upset and it does make you feel like things are unfair and it does feel unjust and you do want to physically do something about it. But I was also just really, I try to stay away from comments, right? I don't really like to to read people's comments because I don't want to pick up that energy. I'm very, very sensitive that way. So I try my hardest. To not, because I don't want to lean either way. I just want to remain in my own element. Where am I right now? Am I neutral? Okay, let me stay neutral, right? But it, it, it dawns on me that so many people have this oblivion to the reality that so many people face. It isn't that we don't think it'll get better. It isn't that you don't know it could. The reality is, though, right now it hurts, Right now it isn't fair. Right now I am worried about how I'm going to make ends meet. Right now I am worried about how my children are going to eat and how I am going to pay for the things that are necessities in my life. I am not in a very optimistic, frivolous way of thinking. It isn't realistic to my life and So I'm reading through these things and I'm feeling that way because I'm picking up on the dialogue and it dawned on me that so many people are so oblivious and detached. And sometimes we be we're that way, not because we're sitting in the boat with you. Right not because we're going through the very same thing. I'm not speaking like they're not speaking from a a person who's laid off. They're speaking about a person who had been laid off before. They're not speaking as a person who's battling grief of losing a loved one. They're speaking as someone who has lost someone before. They're not actively in the pain of it. They're not actively in the grief of it. They're not actively in that moment of transition. So they're speaking from a sense of detachment that does not really connect with the person that's really dealing with it now. Now, and that's where it dawns on me. It has to be acknowledged that the purpose sometimes is painful. Sometimes it hurts. Sometimes as you are navigating through this long journey that seems to be ever changing, ever shifting, it hurts not only does it hurt it is uncomfortable it is lonely it is uh feelings of abandonment it triggers you it makes you feel isolated it makes you feel like you're literally in a world on your own almost like am i the only person that sees things this way am i the only person who feels this am i the only person who sees this what's really going on right and you find yourself in this energy of like i don't even want to look at I don't even want to go. And I am that I, I have found myself I was like, nah, let me not be on LinkedIn as much. You know, I I've updated everything. I've looked. I like to stay in the know what's going on. But I don't wanna there's so much everything is marketing. Everything is a tool to use to gain money, to gain uh followers and subscribers, and it is not resonating with the people that are in the grid of it right now. And so it's important to realize that. Let's address the reality that on this journey of growth, on this journey of transition, on this journey of purpose following, right, of identifying what it is that you are assigned to in that moment when you're waiting for that next opportunity, that next path, that next door opening, that next paycheck, that next offer letter, that next apology that next 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 there's this in between that can feel like purgatory because it's painful it is painful and in moments when you need immediate relief it isn't there not in the ways that you would be Wanting it or desiring it or hoping it comes it doesn't even come from the people that you may want it to come from. It doesn't. It's almost like life goes on for those that are not in the grit of it. And that alone can build up some resentment that alone can build up some animosity that alone can make you feel a bit uncertain. But also it can make you feel a bit angry. It can put you in a sense of frustration. It can make you feel extremely. Extremely overwhelmed. Because you feel like you're alone. You do. And I understand that. And I haven't just evolved into this space of being this. Trust me, for those who have been a part of this podcast all this time, y'all know we've gone through things together. I've spoken openly about transitions in relationships. I've opened up a lot about loss, I've opened up a lot about transitions in career, I've opened up a lot in the heaviness that it can feel like I've spoken to you guys about things that I hadn't spoken to people close to me about because there's this freedom that comes with being able to not hold it together, right? Because when you have so many people who look to you as the source or the resource and they look to you as the person who can always figure it out. You're so spiritually in tune. You got God. God got you in the back in the front back side pocket. It's like you don't go through anything or oh, you'll figure it out. And they say things that you think. They think is going to be helpful, but it doesn't. It, it's more hindering to you. It's more discouraging to you because it reveals the detachment of that relationship and it in it, the detachment of the human capacity in which you're needing to be deeply connected. And so I want you to understand that you are not navigating through this journey while you're fasting and you're praying and you're hoping and you're actually actively thinking about the future. You're not In it alone to the point to where I'm not or anyone's not aware that it is hurtful. Let's just acknowledge, let's hold space for the fact that it doesn't always feel good and optimistic as I'm on the journey of my purpose. Yes, I know that place may have been toxic, and yes, I know that place I've outgrown, and yes, I know that place didn't pay me what I was worth, and yes, I know that the people didn't want to see me succeed, that they were envious of my of my light they were envious of my power they were envious of the way God was using me they were envious I know that I know that I know that but it still was my stability it still was a part of my normal it was a part of that routine that I needed to sustain the lifestyle that I have until I found something better it was not in the plan for me to be abruptly uprooted despite how I know it's for the best. Yes, I know it's for the best. Yes, I know I'm covered and protected. Yes, I know I have everything that I need. Yes, I know that God has really brought me this far and he's not gonna leave me. Yes, I know that, but it still hurts. It still is uncomfortable. It still makes me angry. It still makes me upset. It still makes me lose sleep at night out of worry. Yes, it still in some cases may be embarrassing, This is another change in the short period of time. I just cannot get comfortable where I'm at God. Yes, I know that that loss of their family member, they were sick. They were suffering. They weren't feeling their best. They, it, it was, it, it gives them relief that they don't have to be in pain anymore, but the grief of losing them, the pain of them not physically being here, that hurts. The resentment of losing someone you didn't have the opportunity to have closure with. It hurts the ability to not be able to communicate to that of which has become a part of your normality hurts. Losing anything you've grown attached to hurts. It hurts. Being in a sense of discontentment with People you love. It hurts being in the end in this in between when it comes to not knowing how you're going to move past this obstacle versus us moving, actually moving past this obstacle. It hurts. Transitions hurt. Unfamiliarity can hurt being in a space of discord hurts. It doesn't always feel good and I don't want to always hear optimism. I don't always want to hear that it's going to work out, but I'm going to tell you anyway. It's going to work out. And you can still know it's going to work out and still feel what you feel. It doesn't take away the potency. It doesn't take away the purpose. It doesn't take away the assignment. It just needs to be acknowledged that it hurts. But the beautiful part about it is that even though it hurts, there's purpose in the pain. Instead of looking at it as a standoff or looking at it like it's something outside of what God has for me, pain is also a part of that process. Discontentment is also a part of that process. Discomfort is also a part of that process don't believe me let's go to the scripture about it right okay so let's talk about psalm 23 okay let's just talk about it briefly in psalm 23 why would there need to be a scripture about walking through the valley of the shadow of death if god didn't think and know that there would be a valley of the shadow of death And that you would be fearful of it and that it would make you afraid and scared and make you want to retreat and make you cry and make you feel isolated and make you feel all these things. Why was it necessary to have a scripture that affirmed his presence and affirmed how protected and affirmed how safe you were? Why? Because he already knows it. Right. Let's think. Let's let's let me read it to you. Psalm 23, which was the Psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, God is not. David isn't talking about in death. Right. He's not just talking about after I die, I'm going to be with the Lord. He's speaking about as I am actively walking through these, these pastures. It's really dark. It's really, really quiet. It's really, really scary. I don't know what is lurking. But even though I'm walking through this, I'm moving forward. I'm, I'm going. I'm afraid, but I'm not going to let that stop me because I know who's protecting me I know who's covering me I know who's with me if a part of the purpose didn't require a sense of pain or, or or space of discomfort and fear, then that wouldn't have been necessary for David to even write right or recite but affirmation was needed it was needed because. Every day ain't peachy. Every moment ain't clear. And to put this in a literal sense, I have a so I moved to a city that is significantly smaller than the city I'm from. I'm from a big city. I'm from I'm born and raised in Dallas. And I moved into a quieter space. It's it's a suburb, but it's very rule almost rule but it's not really rule because it's very diverse but anyway i love it i love it i love it but there is a there is a, a highway right there's a road it's not even a highway there's a highway that if you go down this highway it is not built up it is very scary To the point to where my sister took that road and she was lost and I told her not to go that way. But she went that way and she called me and she was crying, freaked out because there is no lights. It is a a rocky road with rocks on the pavement. It is just unbuilt. It is just it's well now they're building it up, but it wasn't months ago. It Was it and it's dark and it's scary and it goes on and on and on. I mean it goes on. It's like a 3 mile road, 2 to 3 miles. If you can't see and the only light you have are your headlights. They can only go as bright as they do. And you're in a car or you're in a, a little truck or whatever and you're driving or you're walking. And there is no one there. There is no there's it's just it feels so nerve wrecking and scary and you're just all you could do is pray as you're driving through to, that you make it to the nearest place where it's light and it is people because otherwise no one's going to hear you scream no one's going to hear you cry no one's going to get to you right that's how we can feel on this path and this purpose of, on, on, on following your purpose, because yes, God is rerouting me and yes, God is putting me and he's with me, but I can't physically see him and I can't physically call him. So I have to be spiritually attuned so that I can hear his directions, because otherwise it becomes overwhelming and I become unsure and I will freak out and I'll turn around and go back to where I know there's light and I know there's people, even if I know where I'm coming from. Isn't good for me. I'll go back because it's familiar and I feel safer in the discomfort than I do in the unforeseen. So this is where we have to have no choice, especially during this journey of fasting and praying, because we're not out of what we're working through. We're still it's still in our in our back view. We can see it. Whether that's deciding to leave a relationship, whether that's deciding I had to leave a company or this company decided they wanted to let me go. If it was a friend group that isn't that isn't working out, I've outgrown people. If it's health issues I'm overcoming, if it's financial things I'm waiting for, I'm trying to pray on, I'm I'm holding on to whatever it is, I still have the back rear view of where I could go back. I could go back to a place where it won't cost so much for me to live. I could go back to a place where I got more people to help. I could go back to a place where I hate the environment, but it brings some kind of money in. Or I could continue forward and I can know that if God has routed me to go this place, then I absolutely can tell you that it's going to be better than where I came from. But the path there can seem a bit uneasy. It's uneasy. Because I have absolutely no way of knowing what's coming. I just don't know. And I can't tell you what may jump out along the way, but I got to keep going. But knowing that you're protected, knowing that you're safe, knowing that you're covered, knowing that through the pain and the discomfort of it all, there's a rod and there's a staff that has your back. So whatever jumps out at me, if I don't have enough strength to fight it off, the Lord does. And if he with me. Who's against me? Who got enough power to defeat us both? So that is the energy that. We have to have along this journey because there's no doubt about it. There has been sudden changes. There has been sudden shifts. There have been a lot of upheaval. There has been a lot of distractions, but we are on this path of having to walk to go beyond the rocky waters. We're having to utilize whatever we have, take whatever we can grab and we have to move. And sometimes that means leaving everything behind. Sometimes that means only taking what you can carry. Sometimes that means just taking what you know. Holding on to that and see you can uh, attain more. This is trusting God, trusting beyond your own understanding that it's all working out. But knowing that I have been afflicted through the process. Yes, I have been Denied water. Yes, I've been denied this. I've been said no to this. I haven't been helped here. No one's extended a hand here. Everyone is going on with life. Like everything is great there. Like, but I'm still on this path. I'm still looking at my options. I'm still looking at the things that I can do. I'm still looking at my choices. I'm still have my ear to the, to the, to the streets. I'm trying to figure out what I could do. But your understanding comes from the perseverance, understanding that, yes, a lot has ended. I've lost some people. I've lost some some situations, maybe lost some opportunities, standing on integrity, standing on faith, standing on what it is I know was right. And sometimes that's not always applauded in spaces that you frequent. But that is why God removes you, because whatever he has used you to shine light on, he, whatever he's about to do in that space, you don't need to be a part of that. You don't need to be a part of that raft. You need to be moving forward. You are the lightning bulb that's putting light in spaces that are dark. Think about it as you're driving through that dark space. Road right. The only light there is the light that your car has, or the light that your vehicle is bringing. Think about yourself as a vehicle. You are a vehicle of light in every space you enter. So you are illuminating naturally the things that are being hidden in the dark and in the spaces that people aren't paying attention to. The words you say, the spaces that you occupy, you're bringing light to those things. You're bringing light to the lack of uh, integrity. You're bringing light light to the spaces where people are not moving in righteousness. They're using. God God's name in vain. They're utilizing resources in a bad way. They are oppressing people. They are not being of what they say they are. Hiding behind a veil of God and they're not operating in that space. All of these things are coming to light. Deception, lies. You're illuminating this path and as you're illuminated, God is removing you because you don't need to be there when he goes. He's going wherever he sees he needs to be. He is going. But you stay focused on the path because he has work to do everywhere. But being obedient is where this rebirth happens. It's where this change occurs. It's where this shift in this magnitude of hope is extended and grace is given and mercy is given and you see a massive turnaround when it comes in every area of your life. That thing you're praying on, that thing you're asking for, that thing you're believing God for, whatever it is that you are holding steadfast, praying comes to fruition. It's coming into fruition, but you see it faster when you remain obedient. I can't stay where the pain is. I can't stay where the grief is. I can't stay where the discomfort is. I can't stay where the obstacle is. I got to keep going forward. And it's tiring and it's hurting me and it's frustrating and it doesn't make me feel good and it does make me angry and it does frustrate me to no end. And I do feel like I want to take revenge and I do want to respond in a way that gives them what they're asking for. But God is telling you just keep going he's not telling you that those feelings won't come he's not telling you that you won't feel the way you do he's not telling you that they're right uh, for what they've done but you don't got time to waste you ain't got time to waste trust and believe every seed that is sown is reaped okay because you're on this journey this has been a massive healing taking place this has been an incredible change, a lot of change, a lot of healing has taken place. A lot of transformation has taken place. A lot of, of, of moments have come where you've had to second and third guess yourself because there's no other way that you could have gotten through any of this. You could have felt very isolated. But what you didn't see is through the isolation, a new birth was happening. You're being put in a space where you can flourish freely without the restriction of the thoughts, the confinement of the uh, energy around you, the people who haven't evolved beyond you, the people who want to see you stay where you are because it's comfortable for them. This is reaching a different level within yourself that you didn't even know was possible. But it's only because you remain obedient there's growth that's happening yes people are watching people are watching but most importantly God is watching he's more concerned with he knows what he's going to do to the people that come against you he knows what he's going to do to the situations that try to afflict you but he wants to see how obedient you'll be on the journey When it gets to be too much, he steps in. When it gets to be overwhelming, he steps in. When he knows, he knows what's happening. He knows what's going on. He's not in the blind, even if you are. So understanding that your back is being washed, you are covered, you're protected. This is where the renewal comes in. This is where the prosperity comes in. This is where you begin to see the options, despite the pain of it. Despite the the frustration of the circumstances that led you here, you are still in this space where you are abundant. You are literally a walking, fertile seed. Everything you touch flourishes. Everything you 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 want comes to you easily. And people don't understand what you had to go through to get to this place. People don't understand that it isn't as easy as it looks. You make it look real easy. You make it look real easy. But it ain't. It's been a lot of tears. It's been a lot of frustration. It's been a lot of triggers and conflict. It's been a lot of anger. It's been a lot of loss. It's been a lot of deception and betrayal. It's been a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of isolation. But the burden that you carried on your back is being left behind. On purpose. On purpose you are that much closer to where it is you're hoping you go and the beautiful part about it all is that you can't even see it yet have you tried driving through fog before are you aware of how it feels um, when you are driving and it's a lot of fog in the air, right? You're on the highway and it's just so foggy. You can't see anything. You can't see anything. The only thing you can see, you're lightening the path with with your headlights on as as high as you possibly can. And it's still a lot of fog, but you end up making it to your destination. Even if that means I need to follow behind the car that's in front of me. Even if that means that I need to allow this truck that's behind me with these big old lights to go ahead of me and I follow behind it until I get out of this fog. Whatever it is, it's like God is putting people in spaces and energy on your path, right? He's putting things in place to lead you when it gets too cloudy, when it gets too dark, when it gets to a place where you can't see your way out. You're going forward, but it's getting a little bit overwhelming. You can't see beyond the fog. But paying attention to the nudges, paying attention to what's happening, paying attention to what is occurring outside of you, is what's going to be a keynote to getting you further as well. Okay. So understand that no matter what it is that you're seeing right now, no matter the conflict that you're being in the midst of right now, no matter what it appears to be right now, you have to continue to move through the fog because fog doesn't last forever. The overcast doesn't last forever. Clarity is here just keep going it's coming and it's a lot closer than you even can imagine and when it comes it'll happen so suddenly you don't even realize right okay so we're going to go ahead and get into our Daily devotion. And I'm going to go ahead and start with prayer and then we're going to close off this episode. Okay, God, thank you so much for provision. Thank you for clarity, peace. Thank you for safety. Thank you for allowing us to be consciously aware of your presence, even in the midst of the fog, even when moments make us feel like we're drowning. And we lose hope. Thank you for renewing our spirit, keeping our faith so strong, keeping our minds on you. Even when we drift, even when we're afraid, even when it's nerve wracking, even when we are feeling like the heaviness of the world is on our shoulders. Thank you for relieving us of any unnecessary stress and pain. That is just too much for our spirit to bear. We thank you for aligning us with the people, the places and the things that we need to overcome whatever obstacles may be along the path. And we thank you for acknowledging that pain, fear, anxiety, and distortment can come in the midst of us following our purpose. We know that There's so much for us to be grateful for, and we have so many reasons to praise you. We ask that you keep that in our forefront, no matter what it is that it looks like, no matter what it is that we are led to believe, we keep that in the forefront that we are so blessed. We are so blessed. You have led us this far. You have blessed us abundantly along the path, and there is nothing that we want, that we can't have because we trust and follow you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the storms. Thank you for the cloudiness. Thank you for the fog, Thank you for the discontentment. We thank you for it because we know that on the other end of this is peace. It's love. It's abundance. It's prosperity. It's, it's everything that we deserve. So in your name, Jesus, we thank you. We give you all the glory, all the praise. Amen. So I'm going to read from the Moments of Peace in the Presence of God daily devotional. Mm. As y'all know, I don't read this until I um read it with you. And it says it was very good. <laughs> God looked over everything He had made, and it was so good, so very good. Genesis one. And 31. God planned for us to do good things and to live as he has always wanted us to live. That's why he sent Christ to make us what we are. Ephesians 2 and 10. God is at work in you. The fact that you awoke this morning with a desire for a word from him demonstrates his activity. In opening his word and praying, you were welcome, <laughs> you welcomed him into your life to continue forming you into a good, useful instrument. Love confirmation. He is constantly drawing and teaching you, making you ready for good works that are uniquely suited to you. Though you may feel useless or unworthy, he sees what pleases him, what he deems is very, very good. He is readying you for great endeavors. Rejoice that God is proud of you and has deemed you worthy of being his choice instrument for important assignments to come. Dear God, thank you for working in my life and for doing good things in me and through me. May I truly be a useful instrument. Amen. The evening says distinct and beautiful rise, O Lord, O God, lift up your hand. Do not forget the humble. Psalm 10 and 12. The Lord is king forever and ever. Nations have perished from his land. O Lord, you have heard the desire of the humble. You will strengthen their heart. You will incline your ear. Psalm 10, 16 through 17. Back in the days when mothers routinely sewed their children's clothes, dressmaking was a big event, especially when the dresses were out from a particularly beautiful piece of cloth. A girl would watch eagerly as her mother's fingers transformed the fabric into a brand new dress. The excitement faded when a girl realized her sister's dresses were going to be made from the same cloth and from the same pattern as well. Then the mother would add distinctive touches, a lace collar, a scalloped edge or a looping rickrack design. The dresses were masterpieces, unique and beautiful for each girl. Dear God, keep my eyes on Jesus who refused to turn stones into bread, jump from great heights or take over the rule of earthly kingdoms. Amen. God. God. God, God is so good. And I want you guys to know that you are covered, you're protected, you are safe and everything you deserve and desire is in route. I love you guys. I love you guys. I love you guys. Until our next episode, please be gentle with yourself and be gentle with others. Bye.